Hello, welcome to the World Cafe Podcast. This podcast has been designed with curated content that centers on the power of words. Can we really do anything without speaking? Can we really do anything without the agency of words? Yes, that is what this podcast is all about. And I am your host, Amakri Isobwe, your neighborhood word trader. I believe in the power of words, for it is the unit of creation. I trade in words to profit my world. Hello there. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good everything. Yes, today is a wonderful day. You know why it's a wonderful day. We are celebrating our women. Yes, if you say you don't have any around you, mm, you are not telling us the truth. So I have a wonderful guest today on the show. Now, you know the way we normally do it, I bring the guest on, but she's on with me already because she's a wonderful personality. You're wondering, her name is already there on the screen, Eden Onka. How do we describe her? Don't worry. I will bring her on to, you know, tell us a little bit about herself. But there's one thing about Eden that gets to me. She is a force. Whenever she's around, you know Eden is around. When you hear her voice, you will know that is Eden speaking, none other but Eden, you know, so that's who she is. So we are celebrating International Women's Day today, but listen, the whole of March, as you know, is dedicated to who? Our women, yes, we dedicate it to them. The way I describe them is the support of the society. Every society functions based on her support system and our support system you know what i'm talking about are the women enough of the talk now so i'm going to bring her on to just tell us who is eden Onka. you're welcome amakri thank you so very much a shout out to the world cafe i love what you do i love that you are very tunnel vision on you know unveiling different dimensions of your purpose i love that you are you know um reframing the 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 conversation that men are not passionate about personal development you've Mm. shown incredible leadership in how you've evolved over the one or two years that i've got to know you and i just want to thank you for not just stepping into the fullness of that journey but also supporting others Um, and i i feel incredibly honored um to be on this episode of the world cafe on no other day but the auspicious um you know international women's day so Thank awesome. you so much for having me. Thank you. You're for welcome. You're yes. welcome. Yep. So, who is this lady called Eden Onka? Who is she? If somebody, let's say, comes across this record in, as in, comes across this, I mean, moment, I said, oh, who is this lady? How would you describe yourself? Okay. Um, so, uh, you know, I, that that question always gets me smiling because. Um, 
like every woman, I am a woman of many parts. Okay, and mm-hmm. and and, um, and I own those parts and express those parts with with everything I am. Um, yep. But I want to start with um, the thing that actually gets to me. I am a mom of three amazing daughters. Um, so if I want to think of my essence, um, motherhood will be one of them. I am a mom of three beautiful girls that I feel called mm. to. I call them my shades of God's grace. Then yes. also, I'm, I'm a child of God. Before anything, I want you to remember that I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, unashamed, unintimidated, and that mm-hmm. is who I am. That's um, absolutely. Those two are fundamental to my essence. And I just wanted to kind of put it out there. And I know by doing this, I'm probably giving someone permission to, to, yeah. to own who they really are and not edit the script. Um, yeah. So um, I like to describe myself as a coach, consultant, and capacity builder. So as a coach, I'm a member of the John Maxwell team. NLP trained and also trained in emotional freedom technique. I'm a relationship and mindset coach. And through my coaching initiative, a woman and a half, we help high-performing women. We help high-performing women cultivate healthy relationships. Awesome. And enjoy emotional harmony so that they can live more productive lives. That's my coaching. Then as a consultant, I'm a trained I'm a small business consultant with Bank of America here in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I provide um, strategic and financial support to small business owners in North East Houston region. I've been in wow. financial consulting for 17 years. That's the oh. part of most people do not know. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's um, my, my coaching and the, my, the intersection of my um, consulting, but as a capacity builder through the, my social impact initiative and coordinating several benevolent pro- projects. I reached mm-hmm. the unreached and I also am a very vocal voice in cancer awareness and advocacy. So that's a little bit more. We will get to that last part you said. Yes, the cancer beat. But truthfully, whoever hears this will know that what I said initially was Eden is a force, as in she's a force. When she gets into your space or that room, she feels that room with her energy, that God-given energy, and it's always exciting. You know, you know when I when when I when I got across to you for us to do this, and you were like, "Yes, let's get this done on this day," I was so so blown away. You know, so why the bias? Why for once? Why did we choose? I wasn't there. I don't know who chose that topic and all that, but somehow it resonates with me. Breaking the bias. Why the bias? for the women folks now. And you know, over the past couple of years, I've followed the things, and these things are not cliche. These are truths. Yep. So I don't think to, someone was trying to sound uh, poetic and say, you know, we're going to, no, no, no. I think fundamentally, as my mentor, one of my mentors, Larry Lishola put it, we are in a pandemic or a post-pandemic, whatever you de- define it, whether you're a pandemic or post he, he said we're in a VUCAD, V-U-C-A-D, in a volatile, unpredictable, complex and because disruptive season. So for me, it, it became very important why the theme break the bias. You know why in any disruption, ambiguity, complexity, in any unpredictability or, or volatile, you know who are the highest receiving end of the backlash women? True. 
higher higher number of abused women yeah higher incidences of human trafficking and and, and uh, human slavery women True. we've made so much progress but with the progress with the creativity resilience innovation power and the um, flexibility we bring to the table right now there are only still about 5% ceos that are women mm and it's estimated that the gender gap the pay gap between men and women will take about 267 years to fill meaning that even if we started 200 years ago we are still a little mm. late so mm. i want us to honor the theme of break the bias this is not cliche we've made a lot of progress and we have to admit and own uh, and be thankful for that progress but there's still lots of work to do and because this is world cafe and it, it even though this is a globally acclaimed podcast primarily we are both nigerian and nigerian american nigerian by heritage american by you know naturalization but because yeah. this podcast has two nigerians i want to call bamishe bamishe mm. is an example of why we need to break the bias and if you do not know the bamishe story we have a precious 21 or 22 year old girl that did everything right she went into a safe boss brt boss like a, a, a boss if you don't know what brt she, she took a boss she felt intuitively she listened to her intuition she seemed to have seen some sort of danger so yeah. you know she honored her intuition and in honoring her intuition she did everything right so she texted her friend said hey i don't know i'm having a funny feeling this is the number of the boss and she said in case so she did everything right right and she did not get out alive You know why we have to break the bias because no woman no girl should have to fear for their safety just because of their gender. Mm. 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 It's a regular bus ride. Yeah. That anyone should have gotten home for. So I feel like the only crime she had in that moment was that she was a, a woman. Woman. I just wanted to kind of bring that intro that break the bias we have cultural biases to keep breaking yeah, religious biases and again the distinction between religious and spiritual when i mean religious those are dogma that are unfounded we have religious biases to break mm-hmm. we have political biases to break we have intellectual biases to break and mm-hmm. more importantly where we will maybe going to we also have internal biases to break internal biases internal biases mm-hmm. now you mentioned bamish's case i read that i read i read that story and i think it was yesterday or so i saw the story i was like what on earth is happening like you said if if it were to be a man most likely that wouldn't have happened you know really painful then something great happened in in Nigeria this morning following what happened some weeks ago when the national assembly made some i, I think uh, i don't know the right word to use to describe what they did but quite quite a cake you know and it was against the women so some women got together and went to the national assembly they've been going anyway but today been uh international women's in the went there and towards afternoon here in Nigeria we saw a publication from the national assembly rescinding that uh this a decision they took 
you know, I said, okay, they're going to take it back. And I was blown away when I saw it. I was like, yes, enough is enough. So you, we don't have to put our women in one, like you said, political bias. You put them in one box, like, you know, they're second class and all that. No, they also have equal opportunity on the table. So I think that's that's a plus for us here in Nigeria. And I say thumbs up to the women, you know. Thank you. We, we will take our flowers, you know. We we are confident we'll take our flowers if you give it to us. So thank you. And kudos to all the women. And you see, that's why this is very important. You see why these conversations are important, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it, it's... On one hand, I'm excited that they received it, um, the, 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 you know, the, the, you know, the um, verdict. But on the other hand, I'm like, do we even have to, like, did they have to be a protest? Um, so I'm hoping that there will be more, you know, like, are we still here? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I'm hoping that this is, even though this is like a speck in the dust, but I, yeah. I will take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. It's, it's, it I think it's, a, I mean, it's, it's the right step. In the, I mean, the right direction. I said, okay, they are, they've gone back to like, okay, we're not going to consider this again for now. We need to review it to like have more female representation within this space, you know. Then you mentioned internal bias. I think this is, that's one, one that a lot of women are dealing with that internal bias. Can you say, I mean, can you, I mean, give us more on that? dealing with internal biases now uh, and you know i thank you for that brilliant question and I, and I like that we have a space a secret a sacred space where we can actually um, talk about it and i'm hoping it continue it, it's not a new conversation it's just no, it's a very necessary and urgent reminder um so yeah. here is how i look at it and i'm going to start by telling a little story okay so uh, my my parents had um, you know, sons and daughters. Um, but for the purpose of these um, podcasts, I'll tell the story of my four sisters. So, so I have, uh, we have four ladies, including me. So I have uh, three sisters and we are as, as different as they come. Mm-hmm. You know, um, my kid sister is the fashionista over the top, long nails, lashes, like her lashes, in fact, is buckets, it's not lashes. <laughs> um, you understand? So when you see her tattoo and all, She's beautiful. That is who Mm -hmm. she is. I'm the one that will be like, I don't like these lashes. And I I only make up because uh, I have to. Like, if I could be makeup less for all you can. Mm -hmm. And I'm my twin sister, okay, who has a different energy than me, right? And who has a different story than me. Then I have my kid sister, who of all our personalities seems to have the most reserved personality. The reason Mm -hmm. why I wanted to shine the light on my family for a little bit is that I hope you see yourself. You can have four people with the yeah. same father, mother, mm-hmm. and in a sense, the same upbringing, and they are four different people. Mm-hmm. I think until we come to the point where we begin to honor difference, we don't have to like difference. Mm-hmm. We don't have to endorse difference. Mm-hmm. We don't, in a sense, have to accept Different, but we must mm-hmm. come to the maturity where we begin to honor difference, then that's where we begin to break our internal biases. So, still mm-hmm. on the bias, let's move out of the home a little. My best story is that I had my three amazing daughters from cesarean surgery. I own it. 
In mm. fact, years ago, seven years ago, I wrote an article on a women's forum and I said, we are all Hebrew women. And by Hebrew, I put it in quote. And I said, whether you have a vaginal birth story or an adoption story or a surrogate story, we are all, every child that is valid. Now, my identical twin sister, who we have the same DNA, she had her two boys vaginally. Mm. So you see two people with two unique experiences that all are valid. So I yeah. believe that if we do the fundamental job as mm. women from one soul sister to another, from yeah. one queen to another, if we mm. break our own individual biases, then we yeah. can be more united to break the bias. So this is how I want to put it. Break your bias so that we can break the bias. If I break my bias, then we can break the bias. You see the status? We have so much going against us. We we have all the craziness of misogyny that we Mm. cannot have self-directed misogyny. Mm -hmm. So, you have um, um, vaginal birth versus cesarean birth. Mm-hmm. Stay at home mom versus career mom. So the career mom thinks the homemaker is wasting time. The homemaker thinks the you know career mom. We have I homeschool my kids. I be called the cookies and the pie and the head of the yeah. PTI and the high flyer who is always on a plane. Two wonderful <laughs> realities. We have the yeah. natural hair versus penned hair. Mm-hmm. We have the vegan versus meat lover. That we have, yeah. oh, I will never put my kids in a crutch. Uh, the crutch nurtured babies, which my babies are also crutch nurtured. Then you also have the stay home babies. And I see that is not enough. Then you come to the babies, they're like, oh, no, no, no. I'm a breastfed mm. mom. Yeah. <laughs> Breast milk is king. Fantastic. I love it. I breastfed my babies. Then you also have, no, 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 no. So you have all these dichotomy, dichotomies. Yeah. Then you have yeah. single versus married. Then you have mm. divorced versus married. Then you have the older women, not in all cases, who like discountenance the young people as being too inexperienced. And the young people who discountenance the old people as being out of touch. You know what I would say to you? These internal biases we need to fix. You know why, Matthew? We have work Mm. to do. A lot. We have barmishes to save. Mm. We have policies to adjust. Mm -hmm. We have educational reforms. And you know, I'm a big believer that women are women's greatest supporters. I don't believe any other narrative to the contrary. But here is what I think. We cannot be our strongest allies if we do not focus. Mm. And we cannot be focused on the main goal the main advantage, the main advancement, and the main biases to break if we do Mm -hmm. not break our internal bias. So this is what I say. Honor the other woman's reality. Honor their conviction. Mm -hmm. Honor their choice. I didn't say agree with it. I didn't say endorse it. But if I can honor your conviction, then I will have the Freedom to fix your crown or awesome. walk hand in hand. Awesome, awesome. I like that. Honoring, not necessarily accepting, but honoring, you know, more or less like 
recognizing the uniqueness in that individual and respecting it at the same time you know like okay fine i i, I mean i honor what you're doing it brings out the best so more or less we now come together complementing ourselves you know That's not so like strange. we are com- not like we are competing but we are complementing ourselves beautiful yes. i like that analogy and the truth is the minute the internal is fixed the external has no choice but to align that's the truth you know the minute you fix that internal dialogue that internal whatever everything around you falls into place now you made mention of something in your intro when we're talking about your person and you talked about a cancer you that word cancer survival we're going to get there but you know when you came on set I looked at what, what you were wearing. And I, <laughs> I said, did we ask ourselves that we're going to come on set like this? I, I think we are more interconnected than we even think. I'm telling you, I, I, I think we might be saying something, you know. Oh, we have to go research this color code. There is something that we are saying. I think what you we are that. saying is that we don't have to work, you know, see eye to eye, but we can work hand in hand. Hand in hand. Exactly. So tell us about that cancer experience because whenever i read your story i stop at that cancer story and it inspires me i mean in all levels tell us about that story stay with us we'll be right back do you ever wish you could sit in on a conversation with some of your favorite authors and listen to them talk about their writing process their path to publication and of course their newest novels Hi, I'm Marissa Meyer, best-selling author of The Lunar Chronicles, and I would love for you to check out the Happy Writer podcast, where every week I talk with other writers about books, craft, inspiration, and how to bring a little more joy into our lives. The Happy Writer is available wherever you get your podcasts, or find us on Instagram at Happy Writer Podcast. Um, so l- let me start by honoring every survivor. I went for my annual checkup um, last month and they had this new sign on MD Anderson um, Cancer Center and I loved it. And I'm, that's where I'm going to start. And the sign says, um, the moment you got diagnosed, you became a survivor. My goodness. Ooh. Ooh. I read it again. The moment you became diagnosed the moment you got diagnosed you became you know why that mattered to me mm. and again we, i don't have an, an imposter syndrome and i hope you, those listening you get to the point where you can graciously receive compliment without deflecting from it yeah well, I, I know people typically mean well when they say well done eden oh wow you beat cancer you fought cancer you survived i, I see the heart and the love in what they are saying and i do receive that graciously but why i wanted to start by honoring survivors is that some survivors they didn't make it mm. and i'm actually there was nothing they didn't do they did everything so in, in a sense i don't feel like i did something extra that made mm. me survive that maybe my brother warrior or a sister warrior didn't do so i wanted to take a moment to honor the courage of everyone mm. man or woman mm. whose survival happened on the other side of eternity very important mm. that you take that out yeah. of the way okay mm. um and now that is now that we've taken that out of the way i, I let me just put caveat i never signed up to be the poster girl 
for cancer <laughs> survivor. And I have to say that because that's one way to look at it. A lot of people wonder why I am even associated with the survival story because we mm-hmm. have silent survivors. So whether you are uh, an expressive survivor like me or silent, we honor your journey. Yeah. Now, the choice to share my story came from an internal conviction yeah. that we have more good stories than bad stories. But the reason why it looks like we don't have good stories is that a lot of good stories are not shared. Oh, true. True. In fact, it looks like we have fewer, it looks like, meaning it mm. is, it looks yeah. like we have fewer African cancer survivor story. Whereas, it's not true. And this statistics is when compared to our Caucasian sisters, Caucasian brothers, or other ethnicities. Mm-hmm. No, it's just because we do not share our stories enough. Enough. Now, what is the connection between a story and someone else? It's just that if you choose to share your story, you just never know who that story is going to empower connect with and maybe save potentially save right yeah so right. for me i think i got to the point after i was diagnosed with cancer in 2017 i'm going to touch on that briefly mm-hmm. i think i chose i had two choices on mercury yeah i had privacy okay then i had advocacy okay then i put it side by side and the potency of advocacy outweighed my need for privacy. Privacy. I said, if I hide my story because it's mine, I can do whatever I want with it. But sure. I saw how much the story could empower and potentially save life. So I removed the privacy part of it and decided to concede to advocacy. Okay, see. So from when I was surprisingly diagnosed, there were no warning signals. I wasn't even 40, meaning I wasn't the age where you require a mammogram. There was no mm. family history. There was no genetic makeup. I was a new mom of twins. And suddenly, January 7, you get the call that nobody should get. I'm sorry to inform you, you know, you, you got diagnosed with cancer after discovering a lump. The mm. first instinct is I don't want to be that person. I don't want I don't want this on my resume. I don't want cancer. No. And you go through the belief and like, did you not say God in your words that healing is the children's bread? You go through mm. this cycle of how I'm as positive as they get. How? Why? Then you start to ask the question that n- never helps anyone. Why me? But I think after I morphed out of it, one of the things that helped me is my coaching. When I say I think everybody should be a coach, not necessarily because you have to coach others, but I'm hoping that you have the intervention tools to coach yourself. Because there will be times when life sweeps you. Yeah. When life throws you a curveball and what you have is the internal principles that you use. So in my situation, I was a coach. So I let myself fall, spiraled into this crazy anxiety depression and just didn't like the fact that i was diagnosed but i, I think mm. after two or three three weeks i remembered i was a coach say so eden if, if you were not eden and you had a client who was you what will you tell what them you almost like physician heal yourself right. so I, I, well, yes i think 
Coaching is one of those powerful tools. It gives us tools and uh, neuro-linguistic programming tools, you know, perception, mm-hmm. positioning, you, you unlock gratitude. And I did the entire nine years. I didn't want cancer, but I commonized it. I didn't think it was the universe trying to set me up. It was not the village people. I just said, you know what? This is what it is. And this is what it is. And I'm going to see it that way. And I started using my affirmations, which is like creating new neural pathways in your mind so that your belief aligns to it. I just got off a panel in Women's Day, the Women's Day event, one of the largest that happened today. And I spoke Mm. on the wellness panel. And this is Mm -hmm. what I said to them. The first thing I made was a declaration. I said, I will leave, only leave a first class life. This was someone that didn't even know if she was going to survive. In fact, the the way I put it was, I will never leave a second class life. But we reframed mm. that conversation in the panel. I will only live a, a first-class life. I will see my great-grandchildren. So I created or what we call visualization, an image of a 100-year-old Eden in her great-granddaughter's wedding. And I've held awesome. that image. And I still have <laughs> that image, Amakri. I don't want yeah. to tell you that made the journey disappear. It's just that I decided that I will be on my own team, regardless of the mm. pain. Regardless of the pain. I will not contribute to the pressure. It's already a terribly bad situation. I'm not going to contribute to it. So, um, so that that's my cancer survival story. And then this year made it to the five year mark. Whoa, five Whoa. years. So after, you know, I'm not even sure I should say this, but I want you to say this, and this might be the first public place that mm. I'm saying this. So I'm after coming. five years, I was declared cancer free. Which is awesome. crazy. So I'm rejoicing. Awesome. I'm ringing the bell. Like, can't, awesome. you, see, can't you see my dance? Awesome. Like, I, I can see, see it. it. Yeah. Awesome. But, but see the plot twist, Amakri. Yeah. Hold your breath. I am. In the same meeting, they discovered another discalcification. Mm. In the same meeting. So, on one hand, you're like, <laughs> but in the same checkup. Mm. they discovered what they called two new calcifications that had nothing to do with the other cancer. And if you are a survivor, you know that's not what you are thinking of hearing. Mm. So I got confused. Like, when does do you get a break? So they called for two brand new biopsies after declaring me NED, no evidence of disease. Meaning mm. the treatment work you have, but these other two areas of concern. In that moment, let me tell you, I don't know care how strong you are or how resilient you are. You're already at the end. You are tired of the fight. You are mm. just waiting for the chapter to be over. And they're telling mm. you, ah, there's this new. So my first instinct was, I'm done. I don't want this. Whatever you people find, keep it. You people at least find it something, keep it. Well, I knew better. I took a moment to myself and I said, okay, let's do the biopsy. And we did the biopsy. And then you have the waiting game. We're like, God, if you do this, you know. Mm-hmm. And one of the results came back um, negative. And I'm like, ah. Yeah. Well, seven days later, one of the results came back for the beginning stages of another type of cancer. Whoa. Like, mm. so you know the first thing I did, Amakri? Mm, I went to my profile. I went to my profile and changed my profile, or rather, edited my profile to two-time cancer survivor. 
I survived before, and even yeah. though I was just getting another crazy, unexpected bad that you know diagnosis, mm. and they said it's not serious, but nothing about the C word. We we don't want it. We don't want it. Thing I did was again apply the same principles that I applied before, yeah. and come out fit, and I went to the end of the story. Yeah, and declared the end. I said two time cancer survivor. Amazing. So I went to surgery. In fact, I decided to wear this with my scar because I'm like, hey, mm. our scars um, describe us. They don't define us. Your scars yeah. may describe you, but they don't define you. So t- I, yeah, I, I'm in a sense in in treatment. But you yeah. know, I've had a successful surgery, and I had to show. Up. Do you know why I I shared the story? Go ahead, go ahead. I would love to hear. We don't wait till the end to show up with intention. That's the Good. point. Amazing. We don't Amazing. wait till the end to decide how the story ends. No. We can curate the story with our gratitude, with our positive energy, and our belief mm. system. So Amazing. here I am showing up already, announcing that I'm not just a cancer survivor from five years ago. I survived again just this year. <laughs> this is humbling. I, I just have goosebumps all over me now, you know, listening to you. It's an honor, you know, you've done to us on the Word Cafe, sharing this on the Word Cafe. I know it will encourage somebody out there, but just listening to you, the, see, you you're not succumbing to that negativity. You are not giving in to that, would I say, internal why me and all that but rather you're seeing yourself at the other side as in the at the end i'm a victor i'm a winner you know this has only come to prove who i mean who i am really and this is amazing this is amazing i'm going to take you now to something we celebrated recently i mean all of us in the house you know when we heard about it we were like whoo amazing you know being listed as a member of the for coaching council if i'm not mistaken that's the right word there i mean i, I wanted to tell us about your coaching experience a little because i see since we started you've been talking about coaching and coaching and coaching no doubt about it you have not just invested you have also received the reward or the return on your investment on coaching tell us about it and your form story yeah, so yeah, thank you so very much. And just not me, our own very active um, yeah. was yes. also inducted into inducted. as an official member of the Forbes Coaching Council. So last yeah. year, um, November, shortly after mom passed, I got interviewed by a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. And uh, what is a Forbes Coaches Council? It's an invitation only. Um, global um, Quora of some of the finest, most seasoned, experienced coaches around the world. Um, so that's an incredible honor. And this year I was induct, uh, a, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council. I love that because I'm able to learn from other great coaches, network at that level, and also share best practices of what works. So that's something I, I absolutely I am thankful for. And I, I love it. I, I love it. Bragging rights. I love it. <laughs> and love yes, it. um 
most people will know me by coaching, even though I do several other things. But, you know, I think I'm better known uh, as the coach. And even yeah. though I see myself more as a counselor, uh, because counseling is different from coaching. They're all different. Uh, I see myself more as a counselor. But again, I have been a trained coach. So I've been coaching professionally for about um, maybe slightly in, um, about seven years. But all my life, probably I've, I've been talking to people, encouraging people, you know, um, you know, bringing people to the point where they, they find clarity and make better decisions. So I have a, a gift um, to simplify complex things. I say to people, if I if I show you a, a method of doing something, it will come easy for you. Um, but I think for me, we have to work it backwards. So for me, coaching is an expression of a divine call. That's how I see okay. it. Coaching is an expression of a divine... I feel called to coach. I feel it's a call. I do not want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a minister. I don't ordain. For me, that's my ordination. And that's because years ago, you might have heard the story. Some of you may have heard it. I think when I was 17 or 18, I stumbled on this Bible passage. Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4. And it looked like a personal love letter written from God to me because it just connected to me in a way that anytime I tell this story, I still feel I am like in that moment. So Isaiah chapter 50 verse 4 said, I have given you the tongue of the learned Mm -hmm. to speak a word in season to them that are weary. So for me, I just knew that there will be a connection with the use of my voice in some way, the tongue of the learned Mm. to speak a word to them that are weary. So I knew I was called to weary people. And weary here is any category of stock, any category of trying to discover yourself. So I already knew, I didn't know at the time that it was coaching. I told him, okay, maybe I'm going to be a a lawyer. But as the years evolved, I just knew that fundamentally my call had to do with speaking, teaching, sharing, and writing. So over the years, I moved from encouragement, benevolence, and help to coaching. Then I decided, you know, to make this professional. I was already passionate about helping people in this way, right? I already right. felt called in this way, but I'm like, you know what? Let's add some training, some skill, skill and mm-hmm. some additional tools to that calling. So let's just say I certified my call. Awesome. By joining the Domaxwell team, um, I think seven years ago, and eventually became trained as a neuro linguistic um, practitioner, emotional freedom technique, and um, I've been coaching through my um, initiative, a woman and half. And I decided to stay on relationship and mindset because I could coach leadership, I could do business because I have an MBA, I could also do leadership or finance mm-hmm. because I've been in finance. But I think mm-hmm. I believe that relationships are the soul of life. And when it comes to women, if that centerpiece, the epicenter of right relationships, firstly, relationship with yourself, relationship with others, or your relationship with your spouse, if there's a disconnect, it kind of has a way of affecting everything. So that's my coaching story. And I think it's incredibly, I feel incredibly honored Mm -hmm. to coach very wonderful women, clients, tongue sisters, to just see someone move from stock to unstuck, to see someone who questioned themselves walk away and lay down the shackles of trauma. I feel Mm. it's a sacred call and it's an honored privilege and I've been doing it for years and I'm thankful that this this is something that 
I am too. Amazing. Guys, we have been discussing with Eden Onka. I mean, whenever she comes into that space and she's talking about her passion, which is coaching, as she has revealed here, everything around her comes alive. Yes, everything. I'm telling you, everything comes alive. You know, I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, a, I'm so excited. I'm privileged having you on this show today, sharing with the world your story. I am so privileged. Before I let you go, because I know you have other uh, events to catch up with today, being a wonderful day. What are you up to? What is Eden <laughs> Let's hear that. Oh my goodness. So Eden Onwuka is going to be in your faces in a couple of months. We are working on several projects. But I think mm -hmm. for me, the word for the month was build, for the year was build. So I kind mm -hmm. of uh, retreated a little bit just to kind of build and do a couple of things. But I know that I'm a big believer in affirmations. I'm sure you already know that, right? Yes, um, yeah. I'm a big believer in affirmations. Affirmations were instrumental to my healing. It's part of what we use in my coaching. We have a whole series of um, affirmations that we use for detox so i put mm -hmm. anyone who comes through my coaching does a lot of affirmations to detox themselves from wrong beliefs so we have a project or a book a woman and half 100 mm -hmm. affirmations for the woman who wants yeah. to be more and will not settle for less and it's been wildly acclaimed and received i think that was book three or four my third or fourth yeah. book so um we also have it uh, translated to spanish but well, guess what are you I'm serious no, yeah, it's been translated to Spanish. So it's available in Spanish since 2019. Awesome, awesome. Yes. But what we just did this month is to turn it into audio version. So guys, 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 people have been asking, Eden, I wish this was in audio form. I would love to hear you read those affirmations. So we yes. just got off the studio, hot from the press. And awesome. we, I had the honor of reading and declaring those affirmations so it will be available on audible so you will actually not just read those you can put it where you are driving and just allow the force of those divine words to hit you so we have mm -hmm. it available the woman and a half affirmation is going to be available on audible by the end of the month and the affirmations for men a man and a half which we started working on two years ago has been ready so by the end of April, you will have a man and half, mm -hmm. 200 affirmations for the man who works in dominion. And trust me, some of the contributors on that project uh, will blow your mind. So that's part of what we are working on um, at, um, at a short-term level. Um, but at a long-term level in um, October, God helping us, we will roll out our flagship project of the Survivors Network, where we would have 50 African survivors walk mm. the stage telling our mm. unique African survival stories in mm. Africa. I will be survivor oh. number 50 to walk not the wrong way, the pink way. Stay expectant. Awesome. Guys, we can go on and on. You know, she will just she will just finish us, the way we say it in Africa, in Nigeria. She will just finish us, you know. But we need to let her go to catch up with other things. We are so honored. We are so honored. We are so honored that you came on the show today to share with us, you know, this unique day. Not just, I mean, keeping it to yourself, but with the world. Our prayer is that that, I mean, 
God who has started this with you and in you will fulfill it, will make it happen. You know, it will be completed, be total. Thank you so, so much. Guys, yes, this is where we're going to draw the curtain today. But like you know, this is the Word Cafe. And this is the month we are going to be celebrating women. So just get ready. The month of March, we'll be having a lot of women coming on the show, talking, giving us, you know, sharing their essence and all that. You know how we say it on the show. We believe what? In the power of words. Why? It is the unit of creation. Till we come your way again, I'm your host, Amakri Isobe. Bye for now. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Before we sign off, I just want to encourage you. Yeah, it's been a wonderful time. And also, I'd like to hear from you your feedback. You know, you've been listening to the World Cafe podcast. I would love to hear from you the feedback. If you have any questions, yeah, you go ahead and ask those questions. You can reach me at my email address, amacrigaribaldi at gmail.com. Amacri is A M A C H R O double e g a r i b a l d i art gmail.com yeah and uh, we'll get back you know how we do it on the show thank you art for time it has been with you on the word cafe podcast today thank you for being there you can catch me up on my social media handles Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, all at Amakri Isoboye. Also, you can get copies of my books, A Cocktail of Words, The Color of Words, and my HRO Notebook on Amazon and on Robin Heights Online Bookstores. You can also subscribe to my YouTube page at the same address. Yes, till we see you again. Bye for now.